G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, of course, while most Australians are focused on things that are happening on our shores in the lead up to the federal election, we are aware that there is so much big news that's happening around the world with the Brexits in Europe and also things that are happening in the Middle East. Uh, An update today on what's happening in the Middle East. Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter, back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Uh, Ron, let's start. Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, he's announced a groundbreaking Israel-Turkish accord and expected to pass the Israeli Security Cabinet tomorrow despite some objections. Yeah, the uh, Defence Minister, Avigdor Lieberman, is opposed to it. Uh, but he told his faction, the Israel Batenu, uh on Monday, he doesn't support the deal, but he will not actively campaign against it. Prime Minister Netanyahu announced the agreement at a press conference in Rome shortly after meeting the U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry, who was really applauded the deal. There's quite a fair bit of opposition to it in Israel, uh, some saying that the uh, Turkish leadership is Islamist, and can't be trusted. Uh, But Netanyahu said the accord uh, is important for uh, relationship with Turkey and uh, stability in the Middle East. Netanyahu said that with both the world and the region going through enormous changes, it's important to create centers of stability. And this accord does that with Turkey. There will be both sides to this argument. There have been concessions made to the Turks, and uh, uh, some agreements made with Israel from the Turkey side. Uh, The Prime Minister uh, Yildirim is making announcements in Turkey right now, underlying elements that are favourable to Turkey, uh, which includes their uh, permission from Israel uh, to deliver humanitarian aid into Gaza. And I believe there's something like 10 or 20,000 tonnes uh, of humanitarian aid going in in the next couple of days. There are a couple of Israeli families who are quite upset uh, because there are Israelis being held by the Turks. Uh, but uh, Netanyahu has indicated that the Turks are open to negotiating their safe return. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to watch. And in Jerusalem, one of those more sensitive locations, the Temple Mount, some Muslim violence erupted this week on the Temple Mount, causing some firm response by the security unit. Yeah, there were dozens of uh, Muslim extremists, many of them masked, who barricaded themselves in the Al-Aqsa Mosque and actively stockpiled rocks and other projectiles for use against security forces and Jewish visitors. Uh, when they activated that, the security forces responded, and there was quite a, 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 a confrontation. Police, uh, border police, and Yassam riot squads succeeded in driving the rioters into the mosque, enabling both Jewish and other non-Muslim visitors to uh, get out of the site. Uh, but when they ended their visit for the non-Muslims, 
which had been considerably shortened due to the uh, Muslim Ramadan, security forces reopened the mosque doors and were immediately attacked once again by the rioters. It marks the second day of Muslim violence on the Temple Mount. Uh, it's the holiest site in Judaism, and uh, the police have issued stern warnings that they won't tolerate it uh, continually. Uh, one said any attempt to disturb the peace in Jerusalem, including the Old City and the Temple Mount, will be dealt with resolutely and firmly in order to maintain the status quo on the Temple Mount and freedom of worship for all religions. Uh, that may be something that could even blow up further. Ron, the challenges continue in Iraq when it comes to ISIS, but something of a breakthrough this week where an Iraqi commander has proclaimed Fallujah is fully liberated from ISIS. Yeah, five weeks after a military operation began, a senior Iraqi commander declared at the weekend that the city of Fallujah was fully liberated from the Islamic State. Uh, which gave a major boost to the country's security and political leadership in the fight against extremism. Recapturing Fallujah, the first city to fall to the Islamic State group more than two years ago, means that authorities can now set their sights on the militant-held Mosul, Iraq's second-largest city. Uh, there's quite a great deal of excitement about this, and Al-Abadi, uh, the Prime Minister, visited central Fallujah uh, with the celebrating troops. He was dressed in the black fatigues of the counter-terrorism forces and carried an Iraqi flag. But tens of thousands of people from Fallujah who were forced to flee their homes during the operation are still at overcrowded camps for the displaced with limited shelter in the Anbar Desert. I think we spoke about that last week, and these are people we need to continue to keep in our prayers. And the Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas has told an audience of EU leaders that Israel was poisoning Palestinian water, but he's changed his tune a little since making that accusation. You know, we were talking about Brexit you did in the introduction, and uh, it was sick to see the European leaders give Mahmoud Abbas a standing ovation after he made this declaration, uh, a good indication of why the Brits want to leave. Uh, but he, the next day, retracted accusations that Israeli rabbis had called for the poisoning of Palestinian wells. The Palestinian Authority president had made these unsubstantiated charges in an address to the European Parliament and received immediate harsh condemnation. Uh, it was interesting in the notes from his speech, uh, the, this description didn't appear uh, so it was figured out that he had lived it uh, at the rostrum. Uh, they said the uh, Palestinian Liberation Organization, uh, which is chaired by Mahmoud Abbas, said uh, Abbas rejected all claims that accuse him and the Palestinian people of offending the Jewish religion. After it has become evident, they said, that the alleged statements by a rabbi poisoning Palestinian wells, which were reported by media outlets, are baseless. They said Abbas immediately affirmed he didn't intend to harm Judaism or to offend the Jewish people. But he's been an expert at that for a long time. Mm -hmm. And Ron, we often talk about the tensions between religious groups in Israel and in many nations throughout the Middle East, but 
There are sometimes they work together, Christians, Muslims and Jews planning to build a music centre in Jerusalem. Yeah, and I don't know how many people listening in my age, Neil, I know you're much younger, uh, but all of this started with Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Okay, yep. Yeah. Do you remember them? I Look, I do. Uh, having worked on the radio for a long time, I remember playing Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass well, many a times. Every time you played them, you contributed to this event okay. because he put $30 million into it. Wow. Uh, he, his trust fund uh, started this project with a $30 million investment. But for one week in September... A, more, a small structure of four walls and a bit of a balcony will house the Alpert Youth Music Centre, and it's to be called Amen. In theory, this should not be a big deal, but men and women of faith who share a belief and a love for music are coming together to study. In practice, it's about, uh, my correspondent said, a snowball's chance of coming together. But here they are, they're going to make music together under the radar and away from the public eye, a small clutch of religious leaders have been gathering for years to believe, to hope, to reconnect via the language of music. The reality, they say, is based on Isaiah's prophecy, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. It's the festival, the organizers say, an old new reality that draws its inspiration from the ancient traditions of meeting and cooperation. So it's great to see Muslims, Christians and Jews coming together and making harmony. And music is one of those forms of the arts that can straddle a lot of different boundaries and barriers between various groups. So uh, uh, let's hope there's a good outcome to that, Ron. Uh, Let's pray no one hits the wrong note. (laughs) That's right. Well, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today, Ron Ross. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au. (laughs) 